Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bonneau, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go! So, yeah, let's start with, if, if you can tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Sure thing. My name is Arik Shurzak. I am the CEO and Head of Strategy here at Sikalovia. We are a digital brand consultancy, primarily helping women-led brands, those who are in femtech, as well as direct-to-consumer with all things related to brand strategy, UX strategy, all the way to design and implementation for web platforms. So it could look like e-commerce website, it could look like as web application, or it could be a marketing website. So we basically help find these um, different resources, strategies, and implementation to make sure that you create conversion you need for your business. Great. And what about your, because we focus on brand names and branding and naming um, and domains as part of that, tell me a bit more about your brand name. How, what does it mean? How did you come up with it? How did you um, secure the name for it? And what was the reasoning for all that? Yeah, you know, my company name, Sigalofia, actually started long before I knew I was going to create a company. I was in high school at that time. This is me in my senior year. Got really bored in a biology class one day and <laughs> was just learning all the different names between, you know, worms or like other different things around our body. And it has quite a unique name, right? Scientists come up with a lot of different names for these. Mm. Looking at all of those names, I thought to myself, okay. So all these amazing scientists come up with names. Why can't I come up with a name too? So I created <laughs> a name, Sikalofia, and I was doodling it, you know, adding colors to it, some design flair on it. And I told my friend who loved doing screen printing at a time, I passed it to him and told him, can you print this and then put it on my black canvas backpack? He did it. And I wore it super proud the next day. <laughs> and people just start knowing me by that name. Eventually, when I get to, you know, the art school, we get into so many different platforms like Behance or I think back then DeviantArt, things like that. You know, designers would probably know these names. And I would use the same name, Sikalofia. So every design that I come up with, people would know me. Oh, yeah, that's Sikalofia's design. <laughs> so it just ended up becoming, you know, its own brand name, its own brand equity. And when my husband and I got married, I didn't realize he actually have yet another plan for me. So he would propose and say, hey, Ari, would you want to build a business with me? I do code, you do design, seems like a great you know, pair. It's like, sure, let's do it. And he would ask me, now in terms of name, would you want to keep the name Scalopia? And I said, heck yes, let's do it. <laughs> so that's honestly how everything got started. Until today, we still you know, use the same name. You, it's funny because you, you said you were thinking about it in a biology class and it does sound scientific. I, I, I thought myself, when, like when I first heard it, I was like, that must mean something like scientific. It, it, must, <laughs> it must be something, there must be something there. It, it's quite funny that you, and like you said, I mean, if, if scientists can do it, why can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Great. 
Um, so you work with entrepreneurs on their branding um, and offer like a full range of services from, if correct me if I'm wrong, from like coming up with, with the idea for the brand, what it should be, how to name it uh, and how to keep that consistent throughout their message um, and, and their whole marketing. Tell me a bit more about um, something that I think is very much of a challenge for, for a lot of entrepreneurs. How do you keep a brand consistent nowadays, especially when, when you're talking about so many channels, so many uh, different ways that you can interact with an audience and you can distribute content? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, you know, small, big companies, they all have different challenges around consistency. In my opinion, everything starts with the founder in the beginning, but then things get bigger. Then you get, you know, more resources you get more team members you get board members now or even like you know more customers than ever before how do you maintain those consistency mm-hmm. starting with you know really having clarity on your brand i think that's the first step right when you know what it is that your you know business is all about what the brand stands for what the brand against and the brand values that you have you know in for internal or even like external communication. I think when you have all these different pieces already laid out, you have a clear vision, clear mission as well, and a purpose of your brand. Everything else really comes, you know, strategic in a way, right? Because you always fall back to, okay, what's the North Star of the brand? What's the purpose? Can we stay true in all of our messaging for that particular purpose on that particular vision and mission that we have already defined previously? In the next, you know, five years or 10 years, sometimes you would encounter a lot of different changes. You might pivot, you might change different services, offer new products, all those different new things. But the core of your mission, the core of your purpose, your why in the brand or for the brand it's always going to stay the same, right? So you rarely change those. Some of the things that, you know, maybe you approach slightly change or some of the other offerings throughout the, you know, business might change, but some of the core things, the foundation of your brand, that rarely change. So staying through in all of the different communication towards that guideline, it will help a lot of different professionals or even like team members across the board have a clear and, you know, precise consistency. Um, throughout their messaging yeah that that makes sense i noticed you like you have the cicalopia um brand and website but you also have your own name as as a brand and as a domain name yeah um what was the reasoning behind that that's my first question and the other one is um where because we're talking about consistency and brand consistency um and the, the, the whole idea behind it and, and how it's detrimental to have an inconsistent and fragmented brand. Where do you see domain names in that mix? Mm. Sigalofia is mainly all things related with the business, right? I feel like in a way, this is the home for all of our services, all of the you know team members that we have and helping our clients achieve their goals. So whether it's all things branding, all things UI, UX, web development, all those different things get mixed up into one umbrella. Mm-hmm. And my personal brand, Arik Shurzak, that one 
I created separate domain for it because I'm a woman of many different things. And when you try to mix, you know, only one person to represent a specific brand, you might create a little bit of disconnection. So when I'm out there representing myself as a CEO and head of strategy at Scalafia, everything I do and say need to, you know, feel and come from our core purpose of Scalafia. But on the same time, though, me as a person, my personal brand also has a very specific, you know, woman-led philosophy, woman empowerment, all those different things around helping other women. Um, and that carried carried out throughout all the initiative that I'm doing, all the different collaboration that I would take on. So my personal brand is slightly, how do I say this? It has slightly different mission than what Sakalofia mission is all about. Mm-hmm. So I think when you do have slightly different, you know, core why in terms of your brand or of your own business, you might want to consider separating it out unless you are building a business as your own, meaning maybe you are a coach, maybe you're the only consultant, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have like a business with so many different people in it, ranging from, let's say, board members or maybe like, you know, team um, investors, that's a lot more than just you. So you're also counting on so many different, you know, different values that may not only reflect, reflecting to you, mm-hmm. but also reflecting to all the other people getting involved in that particular brand. Mm. Yeah. I see that, that, that makes sense. And and you mentioned you are involved a lot and, and do a lot for uh, women-led businesses and women entrepreneurs. Is that for the Cicalopia brand or, or generally that's something that you do with your personal brand? Yeah, it's actually for both. So the core of you know my why stems from my own personal brand philosophy and all that is really is to help women thrive, right, in their life. So what I do on that particular channel is that I would speak towards um, different events, um, helping women really gain strategies towards breaking into the tech space or, you know, UX design, things like that. The other ways to also, you know, mentoring other women-led businesses or entrepreneurs who really want to, you know, gain flexibility they want for their life and careers. Now, whereas on the Sikalovia side for the business specifically, we want to help other women entrepreneurs succeed in their business so that they can have, you know, the support they need. They don't have to um, have all the knowledge around technology or branding or marketing. They can just do what they love to do in the business, right? They can just focus Mm. on their, you know, business development side. They don't have to worry about technical things or all the other information on that part of the business so that we can help them towards that particular aspect of their business mm. and in in that line of thought who would be your ideal client our ideal clients actually women who had gone through um, you know lots of experiences as executives right but now it is time for them to actually create something for themselves create a company that have that they have dream about to create change a lot of our you know clients um left corporate because they have specific mission they're targeting they want to create a new impact for specific type of audience let's say you know it could be people in the 
um, specific industry. It could be, you know, those who are in the femtech space trying to really, you know, gain more um, solutions for, um, towards other people. And I would also say, you know, sometimes we also work with women executives who really just want to focus in their own specific tasks, right? They want to have a partner who can handle everything else around technology or everything else around support on branding side of things. Mm. What would you say is the most, um, or, or the sort of a mistake you see most often entrepreneurs make? On, on the branding and UX side of things, yeah. generally in your field of work? On the branding side, I would say not really having the clarity about who it is that you're targeting, right? Oftentimes we say like, yeah, we can target everybody. Or sometimes mm. when you say like, yeah, we're targeting women age 25 to 65, it's like, whoa, that's, that's <laughs> a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure, you're targeting specific type of audience in terms of gender, but that age is so broad. Um, and a lot of people don't really have a clarity in terms of like, how can you get deeper into understanding their life stages or their actual needs, or even like the lifestyle they actually have day in and day out, the challenges, or even like, you know, the dreams and hopes or fears that these target audience actually want um, to, to get solutions for so that mm. would be the the first big thing that I noticed the most the other thing too when it comes to UX slash you know all things related to digital channels when client come to us they often have a website right but they didn't really have a plan what to do with the website nor mm. have a clarity what exactly is the goal of the website do you create a website just because you need a website or is it just a formality because everybody else also have a website? So mm. trying to really, you know, guide a lot of our clients towards functionality, right? In order to help support their business goal, whether it is to gain more customers or maybe to actually, you know, delivering new messaging towards um specific campaign or whatnot. So really just trying to get those resources in front of them and giving them the support they need. Mm. And that's something that you can help with. Yep. Great. And is there some type of a like size of a company that that would be you work with? Is there somebody who's too small, too big? Like if if somebody in our audience was to reach out, yeah. what size would they have to be? What stage of development would they would they have to be at? That's an interesting question. It actually varies. Sometimes we would work with those who are in their first, oops, sorry about that. Um, sometimes we would work with, you know, entrepreneurs who are in their first two years of business, right? They have specific goal that they are looking um, to hit and they have specific budget in order to get there. They needed the resources and a team that would help them to get there. So sometimes we work with, you know, clients like that. Some other time we would work with client who has, you know, over 50 people um, in their em employee roster or, or the team. So it honestly varies. There is no specific size um, to be to be exact, but we welcome whoever that we feel truly a good fit, meaning we have specific values, right? A lot of the time people come to us because they feel like we're a great fit in terms of value, um, as well as, you know, perspective on how we handle 
business, branding, marketing, and digital. Mm. Sure. Right. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'm done with my questions. Probably last one, the one I usually ask is, what's what's next? What's next for you, and what's next for Cyclopia? Great one. <laughs> We're in the middle of launching our book. So my husband and oh, I. Oh, nice. Yeah, so my husband is my business partner. Um, we start writing our book last July, so June, July 2021. And it's finally done, right? A 14-month project that I feel like wow. I am ready to let this out into the world. <laughs> um, so we'll be launching the book Made to Sell, creating website that convert. So that one will be launching um, October 29th on Amazon. All right. That's great. Um, good timing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to get that interview out just before that. Thank you. Good. And I, I think I asked you earlier and we kind of skipped the, that, but now you mentioned again, it's going to be about websites and how to make websites that convert. And to have a website, you need to have a domain name and we deal mm -hmm. with domain names. So what, what are your thoughts on that? What's the importance of domain names and, and yeah, I'm not going to go into how to choose a good one because that's going to be another interview. But yeah, just your thoughts. You know, in terms of domain names, right, it's getting a little bit tricky because it almost feels like whenever you have a good name, somebody probably will take in the name, right? Mm -hmm. But the good news is that there's now a lot more different domain variations. There are, you know, .co, .io, .anything you can think of. So I would say, you know, pick something that you feel is right. Sometimes it's great to have the .com because that's the you know default of what people still have in their mind, right? Everything is a .com, but now there's a lot more variety in terms of the domain name that you can actually choose from. So explore on that particular part. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I deal quite a bit with domain names and naming, and that's usually, especially with startups, is my advice to, um, because, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we have a whole section on smart branding on yeah. why it's best and ideal to have a domain name that is a com and that is perfectly matching your brand name. Mm -hmm. But equally, if you're just starting out, you haven't tested your idea, you don't even know, you know, whether you're going to stick with it and how it's mm -hmm. going to develop, where you're going to go. Uh, obviously, you can't afford the type of investment that most of the good .com names require. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably the right way to go for startups. And then as they develop, obviously it becomes easier and more making sense to invest further in their brand. Great. Okay, well, that's been a pleasure. Um, I'm looking forward to the book. So yeah, definitely, definitely keep, keep me updated on that. And um, yeah, I, I hope our viewers find that interview useful and will also learn some more from um, your book and the benefits from your services. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Tatiana. Great. You're very welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time!